0: By Sports Interaction, Canada Sports Book.
1: Good evening, good morning, almost everybody, Leafs fans that are here. Welcome to Game Over Toronto. To- I sacrificed
0: out. sleep for that. I mean, to be fair, I probably wasn't gonna sleep anyway. I mean, I you know, you know how I am. I'm just like, ah, sleep, who needs it? But course, that was that was a, that was something. That was that was a hockey game for sure.
1: It was a six-three loss to the Arizona <sighs> Coyotes in game 36. And, you know, a couple days ago, they played a game that sort of looked familiar to that, but they happened to win it. And tonight they they, to win it, yes. they, they played a similar game and they did not win it. So let's, yeah, let's you know, talk about it tonight.
0: It, it, it was sluggish. It was, I felt that, you know, it was – it just wasn't there. Like in the first period, I thought – Wow, they're dominating! Them. I thought it looked like a an Anaheim Ducks type game. You know what I mean? Like it was like, okay, look, look, this team, you know, they're they're ready to put the hammer down on an inferior opponent, and then they hit two posts. They're like, "Nah, we're good. No more hockey." Tonight. It we're didn't done. even
1: start off that well. They got scored on what forty two <laughs> seconds into the they game. They
0: I, 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 like I, they did. Well, I, I, I was gonna put that aside. I was gonna say, okay, Justin Hall tripped and took down his teammate with him. Um, everybody fell down. But I wasn't gonna be mean about that because I'm like, okay, they dominated right after that. They're playing their hearts out. I'm like, okay, whatever. The mistakes happen. I've fallen on my ass more than I can count. But you know, after they hit those posts, I'm like, ah, oh, no. it looked like the game just shifted over at the at the Mullet Arena.
1: The Mullet Arena, all of it. And I hope I hope some of you bet against Toronto tonight because you should have. And if you didn't, if you think you know which way it's gonna go. Make your bet. Sports Interaction, whether it's hockey, football, basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live, and player on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all that sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteractioncom stpn sportsinteractioncom STPN. Nineteen plus. Please play responsibly. I know I stole that from you. You were gonna do it, but. I was feeling
0: the vibe. I was feeling the vibe. You know what? I might have forgotten. I should have
1: bet against the Leafs tonight. I should have. Yeah,
0: you should have. You know, I I would I would have if I was if if I was inclined to do that, I would have picked I would have picked Michael Carcone to score a goal. Because it wouldn't even be like Nick Ritchie already had his goal. Like he already had his way to stick it to the Leafs. No, Michael Carcone, because I'm surprised I even remember that dude. Because he played maybe one game of the show. But I'm like, I saw the name, and I'm like, no, no, he has to score. He's yep. so obscure as a former Leaf that he must score. He didn't. It was So I guess we can count that as a win.
1: It was Mc, McBain, like the Simpsons McBain. character, that, that had the Leafs tonight. He was the best player on the ice on both teams tonight, in my opinion. But before we get into the game, everybody, we do have a very special guest with you tonight, as advertised. We We have a very special guest Waiting. Waiting. Waiting to come on to talk to us, to talk to you, to talk about the game. Ladies He's and in the gentlemen. Green room. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your virtual hands together for the one and only Kyle Gushman. What's up, buddy?
2: Hello, friends. How are we doing?
1: I'm upset oh. that I made you watch all of that. I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> we keep having yeah. bad luck with guests. When we had Dan O'Toole uh. on they, they lost two, didn't they? Like No, every... they they oh, beat a man seven one. Right. right. When we had May- John... the problem.
0: No. Yeah. We had edge on. They beat Tampa, and it was like, thank God they won against. So we could keep the good vibes for. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. The ten time WWE champion when he came on, that was that was great. But we're happy to have you, Kyle, to help us dissect
1: Welcome. what we
0: just saw. Welcome. Help us to cleanse, cleanse our eyes of that.
1: We that need game. to purge all of that.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great Resistance. word. Good good choice. I can't. For starters, I can't believe you brought up Michael Carcone before I was on. <laughs>
2: Come on that's my guy, I'm sorry. Gotta,
0: I'm yeah. sorry, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I gotta to you save were... the
2: niche players for me when I'm on.
0: <laughs> I know you were in the weed, that's why we like to have you on. You know, sometimes oh, yeah. for the uh, for prospects and stuff, I feel like you know, people for the
2: players, about... nobody cares about. I'm your guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's hey. okay, Kyle. Later on, you can just name drop some of the rookies that are doing really well in all the tournaments and make Fuad look silly. That's what you can do.
0: <laughs> hey, 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 listen, <laughs> pronunciation <laughs> game, yeah, we'll do exactly,
1: that exactly,
0: exactly. So, yeah, I, I mean, I thought. You know, the first period... I mean, hey, we kind of buried the lead here. Michael... Uh, Mike Riley, I was going to say. Morgan Riley returned to the lineup, and um, now they lost, so they must trade him now. That's what Hockey Twitter sa- is going to say. Because they were saying that when they were winning. I was going to say, like,
2: they were saying that before he even got back in the lineup.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was, knew that was going to happen. As soon as they started losing, I'm like, that's that's the take. I didn't even check, but I mean, I'm sure that's the take that's going off right now. is like, yeah, okay. People are going to be like, well, are we better without Morgan Riley? That should be our yeah. that's a that's a radio host thing we should be like um coming up should they leave trade morgan riley this is should do that <laughs> like the like the radio tease if we had a a break coming up but um
1: they yeah. they brought up the stat for the power play with and without riley in this season with riley they're sixth in the nhl with 28.1 okay without riley they're 17% and they're tied for 26th 20.20 point, 20, 20 point standing difference Holy oh, shit. so he's
0: good. So he's a good player.
1: On the power saying. play apparently. And, <laughs> apparently. And and the five forward line is 20% in his 19th, which I don't like the five forward power play. But that's okay. I'm intrigued by it. I want to like it. I want them to produce. I like it. I, I like think, weird stuff with I hockey. I think they I li- can do it. I just think they haven't yet, which Well, well I mean, PP2 like is
2: the best thing on on planet Earth now. Oh. Connor Timmins, the GOAT. I was like
1: sign oh, him. Look 5 at years, this. 5 by 5. Here we go.
2: Like- when do we get the uh, Connor Timmins offer sheet talk? Pending offer. Oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, they're gonna. That that should, we should just start that now. The be Oilers
1: like- are gonna take him for sure. <laughs> Come on. Oh. You what's know years, coming. eight
0: million. Eight years, eight million. Yeah,
1: he's gonna be Darnell Nurse's new forever team partner. That's <laughs> what he's gonna do. you connection. Imagine. Oh my gosh. I. It wouldn't honestly surprise me. Would it surprise you, I'll Kyle? do was his dream. <sighs> Listen, and and Michael Bunting screwing with a couple of Sue Greyhounds. I'm pretty sure Kyle Dubas was <laughs> yep, like, "Don't, yep. Michael. They're going to be your teammates in two weeks.
0: <laughs> can, can, can affect team chemistry."
1: Hey, hey, that's enough You're of that. Him,
0: gonna sit him down, and be like, listen. I'm trying to collect them all here.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody in the chat is saying all kinds of things about Riley. There's a a plethora, (laughs) a smorgasbord, if you were, of of decisions. First came back with Riley and the D broke down so bad at times. It's true. It
0: is true. I mean, like... Yeah, I had one something uh, with some combo of fire Dubis, fire Shanahan, and fire Shammy. It's bad enough that Dubis Shanahan experience has fa- experiment has failed in the postseason, but during the regular season as much. And I'm like, oh boy, we we were back to that now, are we not? No, I I, I want to calm that down a bit. Okay, I mean we're we're it's an 82 game season, everyone. You yeah. know, normally I like to be, you know, I normally will lean into Mister Doom and Gloom, but uh, I I think it's very hard to do that when they were like 15 and two. In their last few games, like they're like fifteen and three, I think we can we should breathe a little bit, just have a like deep breath. ready take together, a deep breath?
1: Everybody all together.
0: Yeah. What you're, you're telling
2: mind. me? The Bruins and the Hurricanes lost to Arizona recently too.
1: <laughs> and Colorado? That can, that's impossible. They couldn't. And they the LA done. Kings.
0: Only the Leafs lose. Okay. Only the Leafs lose. Bad that's games. what I heard.
1: <laughs> well and there's a couple people saying that it's a it was a blowout tonight it wasn't it was and robert's no. right in the chat i'm sorry chat if you believe that it was a blowout tonight it was two empty nets they were they were tied they were like the what second. like five
2: minutes away from overtime or yeah. something.
1: yeah and which yeah, I, mean, I
2: mean it's arizona but
1: <laughs> it's not great to lose to arizona right and like at that at the end when when mcbain got the goal from Lawson and and they're like losing their minds yeah because they didn't think that they were gonna win Right, like, did you see that? I, I will say, go ahead. No, sorry, go ahead.
0: I will say they're pretty scrappy. They're a pretty scrappy bunch. I mean, for a team that's supposed to be in the Bedard race, they're pretty scrappy. Like, I know that they're they're at home and they have a unique home ice advantage. We'll, we'll just say that. Um, but I didn't see the the Tampa just I'm sorry the Anaheim just folding like a cheap lawn chair. Like I, they they played pretty hard. Not to say they're a great team, but they 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 looked like a professional hockey team. Somewhat aside from their surroundings and where they play in, but it's hard to say that. But uh, they look like a professionalish hockey team.
2: <laughs> yeah, they've got a lot of guys on their roster that are kind of fighting for their NHL lives. Whether it's young prospects trying to make their first impact on in the NHL, or a bunch of kind of thirty-year-old veterans that are on one-year deals looking to to stick another year. So uh, when you when you have that kind of unique mix of players, like you got yeah. Nick stat up on the top line and stuff like that. Getting a goal in the first minute when you got players like that on the ice, uh, you're gonna get those kind of unique situations where uh, they're a bit of a tough team to play against sometimes.
1: Well, so it's that's...
2: like a Vegas vibe. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, 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 definitely.
1: Well, I it's they have sort of like the St. Louis Blues and Detroit Red Wings thing where it's like I forgot that they were on that team. <laughs>
0: yeah. like that's I forgot I Shane <laughs>
1: bear was a, a Coyote and and uh, Zach Cassian is that I heard the ball's yeah. name and I was like, wait, what? Like I I totally. I mean, maybe just because it's so far away, but like I just totally forgot that it's like the island of lost toys over there.
0: It, it felt like yeah, it felt like I don't um I don't know if, Kyle if you want if you follow like if you follow basketball, but I know last year during the whole like COVID outbreak, and then half these teams were like taken out by the <laughs> taken out by the virus, and they were playing all these obscure players that I forgot existed. I was like, oh, I remember that guy. So it's kind of like that's what Arizona Coyotes are like right now. So um yeah, but. uh it's uh not not the best way to go out tonight, but uh th- that that viewing that was quite the viewing experience as a as a watcher on television because I felt like I was watching the OHL on the old Rogers TV, community TV channel that was I don't even remember if it I don't even think it exists anymore. I think they turfed it, but woof. That was it, that was an experience watching it.
2: <laughs> there was there's no way that the lighting is that bad, right? Like it had to be something with like the main Sportsnet white balance or like something. Because I, I feel like I've seen clips from Arizona this year, which I don't know. I, I, let's just say I get paid. Why? Tonight. No, I'm I, 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 yeah, let's just go with that. Um, but I, I can't remember it being as bad as what. Like the main camera just looked off. It was like a weird tint, and then the oh my goodness every replay camera it was had a different the Twilight shape of filter,
1: and, like the cool. Filter yeah, somebody
2: said everything. that. Was it was. Uh, I don't know. It, you know what? It's one of those games that they're trying to make you forget. So,
1: yeah, I mean, I I forget it. Jeez,
0: I think the main camera. I think the main camera was like literally like one of those like two thousand eight webcams. Like, <laughs> yeah, used to have. exactly. Logitech, just a guy baby. doing this. Logitech. It's a guy just doing this as the like following the puck. Just. It's
1: sh- <laughs> the size of a but baseball.
0: Man, honestly, guys, get yourselves a friend or a family member that loves. You like Gary Bettman loves the Arizona, the Arizona Coyotes, Coyotes and believes in the Arizona Coyotes. We should Arizona all be
1: Coyotes. so lucky. We should all be so lucky. Oh to have that. my, oh my god!
0: There was a meme I saw. There was a meme I saw like early this season, and it just it just showed the, the Kachina logo, and it showed Gary Bettman, and he's like, "I love you." And The Kachina logo says, "Please let me die."
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that meme has made the rounds, and you know the sad thing is, like, I think the Arizona Coyotes jersey that they were using tonight is one of the nicer jerseys it's super unique but the lighting you can't see it it's just (laughs) brown it looks even though it's like it's like terra color whatever that means it's like terracotta and then just blob even when they're doing like the zoomed in version you're like oh yeah there's like the cactus you can see the rocks but from afar and the tv angle it was just oh it's so terrible it's so disappointing
2: yeah, I, I preferred the purple one they did last year, but it, it it's well, such nice. a unique design, like you can't really go wrong with it.
1: Unless the lighting is that bad, and then you can,
0: not well, apparently.
2: That's the building itself.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you gotta,
0: you, you know, gotta somehow pull it out for away games. Yeah. Listen. I, I'm a I'm a month away from being 25 and 29, 25, see? Um, and I've been watching this Arizona Coyote story since I was in the fifth grade. Um, I remember reading it in the newspaper in class, and I'm just I hope they just approve that Tempe arena, and I'm happy for them. Honestly, I think so. I think there's, there's like, like the, a public this, vote. Oh, and okay. Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff they still have to go through. But yeah, but they're gonna
1: get it. I, let's be real. just,
0: just get it done. Like, just get it done. Just make Gary, make Uncle Gary happy.
1: Gary Bettman will mail everybody a thousand dollar check to try and convince them in order to vote yes that they want this stupid arena. Like, I on. Don't get me wrong. I think Coyotes fans deserve that because I think there is like a weird niche in the Southwest that is sort of untapped, except for the Coyotes. Like the Vegas has it, but that's more of like a show arena, whereas like, you know, more obscure fans in the Southwest don't really have anything, right? And I think that there is an opportunity. It's just like you said, like, just let me die. Like they've been struggling for so long, for so hard, for so long. Kyle, you know, you you like you said, you get paid to watch all of this. Like <laughs> when you when you watch games like this, do you look at the Coyotes and go, okay, but you shouldn't be beating the Leafs. So what the fuck is happening?
2: It's one of those teams where it's like, oh, I feel bad for those fans that have to watch eighty two games of this. Where. You get the odd fun game where you get the win. It's like the 2015 Leafs and 2016 uh, eras where it was like, oh, hey, they won. That's fun. <laughs> um, and it's like genuinely a surprise every time they do it. But um, it's especially tough when like you don't have Dylan Gunther on the roster right now. Like the young guys at-, at least have like a few young players to watch. But like when Barrett Hayton is scoring his first goal of the season like two weeks ago, it's like oof, we're we're in a dire situation right now. But they've got a ton of draft picks and and draft capital they've got a few really fun prospects coming up and uh we'll see how the the draft lottery goes this year and how things shake out their way but um regardless of where they're picking in the top 10 um they'll they'll be getting a good player again this year so um it's a tough one where you've got all the arena stuff going on right now plus a just brutal roster where there's not a lot of bright spots and your best players constantly in trade rumors and all these different things where um yeah, it's uh, it's nice for them to to kind of get these uh this nice, nice little win streak that they've had recently. I think they're like six one and one in the last eight, something like that, and a few big
0: wins. So well, hey, they're they're gonna get Austin Matthews, okay? That's what I keep hearing. Austin yeah. Matthews is gonna go play at Mullet Arena and he's gonna get his business degree on the side at this at the <laughs> university. He's gonna be like, you know what, I'm here.
2: He's already done the ASU photo shoot, so
0: there you go. <laughs> true. Oh boy! I mean, I don't think I don't think the arena will be ready before he's proposed. No, no, no! Agency, I don't think right. Like they don't even have a shovel purchased, let alone in the ground. So yeah. Speaking, but um,
1: speaking of the of draft, course. Kyle, do you think it's going to be Connor Beduck or Coyote Bedard? Where do you think he's going to go?
2: I hope it's Columbus. Actually, ooh, bit of a spicy ooh, take there. Little bit because of a dark horse there. Because Johnny Gaudreau and Patrick Line with Connor Bedard between them is just <laughs> hilariously fun.
0: That's pretty fun. And then you
2: add Kent Johnson on the second line, Cole Sillinger in there, David Yearch, Stanislav Svozil coming on the back end. Like Columbus, low key has a lot of fun players coming up. So if they added like that kind of high high end piece, like obviously Columbus is in that A tier market that you that you hope he goes to. But in terms of like current roster construction, that that'd be a fun place to slide right into.
1: Well, I wouldn't I, necessarily call Anaheim or
2: no, Arizona but, an
1: A team, but I see what you're saying for sure. I would at least him,
2: like California oh, markers, something like
1: that. Yeah, but. for sure. I would rather him go to Columbus than Chicago.
0: I think we I want, all agree on that. To me, <laughs> I want, well, aside from the whole controversy with Chicago, but we don't have to get into it now, That there's no players on that team. Because, like, again, I mean, in, in the NHL draft is not like, it's not like the NBA where it's like one superstar legend, you're 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 set. I mean, we've seen with Edmonton how long it took them to get far in the playoffs with two of the best, two of the best players in the game on the on their lineup, right in their lineup. So, um, I personally, just for fun and because we're friends with them, I want I want Vancouver to somehow get Connor Bedard. I don't. Oh, know that's happen. the best possible scenario. That'd they be awesome. It. I mean, it's a it's a it's a grumpy market. I feel for Vancouver fans. Like I actually have a kinship of what they're going through now. It's exactly what Leafs fans are going through in fourteen fifteen. Like team refuses to pull the plug. They're like, let's just go and take get the playoffs with an obviously flawed roster, and they just so stubborn to to trade their pieces. And I, I just want some happiness for our friends in Vancouver because we have game over Vancouver as well. So shout out to them if you're listening.
2: Yeah, I mean, anytime you can have like the hometown superstar
0: like play for
2: the hometown team, like that's like the stuff you like dream about. So um oh, yeah. I, I don't like they need like quite a bit of lottery luck if that were to happen. I can't see them like because they're like weirdly in the playoff race as well right now.
1: Oh, um, yeah, but come on,
2: but, yeah, that's exactly it, right? Everybody in the West except for like three teams. So,
0: but that yeah. that would be awesome to see. Yeah. So we we talked a lot about this team uh so let's back, go back to the Leafs game itself. Uh we, you know, we talked a lot about, you know, all of the bad things that happened in this game and rightfully so. But, you know, it's a new year coming up, you know, I try to be positive all the time here. I'm trying to find the more positives. So I thought I saw a couple of positives in this game, namely one Alex Kerfoot. Not somebody that, you know, you associate with being positive. In <laughs> this season he's been likely Pretty much invisible, but the last couple games, extremely active. You know, the goals he scored, he scored a shorty last game. And then the goal he scored this game, he was, you know, he was really battling to get it. And then he finally was able to tap it. And he gets
1: rewarded. Yeah. And
0: on the the
2: entries, that's the one thing that he's been doing well all season long. Like, if you follow along with what Cam Schron's been tracking, uh, Alex Kerfoot's been one of the, the highest volume guys in terms of controlled entries and entries overall and usually that means that there's some kind of offense that'll follow this season it's been a lot of just kind of wasted minutes with uh with Kerfoot and Engval and those kind of guys on the ice where
1: lots of wide, nothing against
2: yeah but nothing really created offensively but for sure uh, when you get when you get that rate of controlled entries eventually when you're when you're creating that you're gonna get some decent bounces going your way. And it seems like Kerfoot's kind of in that streak right now where he's got a handful of goals recently and uh, a busy game where he was, where that line overall led the Leafs uh, in in shots for and, and a really solid game in terms of getting some decent looks and of course getting the, uh, the goal right beside the net, which is exactly what Alex Kerfoot's going to do in terms of scoring. We've seen his shot time and time again. He's not going to beat a lot of goaltenders off of the rush. Um, but if he can be busy in and around the net and banks at home, that's exactly what um, they're paying him three and a half million to do.
1: A little bit of an overpay, and, but that's okay. We still love him.
0: And uh, another positive, uh, Pontus Holmberg, Oh, scoring a goal! You know, this is a guy that literally I don't like. I, I'm a, I could. I'm going to poll Leaf fans. How many of you knew who this guy was? And <laughs> I, you'll all lie and say you did. You probably did not. But. I liked it. I mean, I've really liked as far as being a third-line, fourth-line center, like these are the kind of guys you need that make no money to fill out your bottom six, right? I love Pontus Holberg.
2: Uh, he's been a guy that um, has been strangely on my radar for a while just in terms of... Uh, Dubas, the thing with him in, in the draft has always been he always trades down. He always likes to accumulate picks. And it's it catches your attention when he either trades up or trades into a selection. And one of the first times that he did that in the 2018 draft was to draft Pontus Holmberg at the beginning of the sixth round. And since then, he's just year over year, gotten better and better started as a fourth liner in the SHL worked his way up to being a top line guy last year on a really solid team, Won playoff MVP the year before that. um, And and was somebody that Dubas in the off season kind of mentioned as a prospect that they thought could step in and play a role sooner than later. And sure enough uh, with a lot of different centers kind of deep on the roster uh, didn't make the, the roster out of camp, but had a really solid preseason. Got some time uh, with William Nylander throughout the preseason. Impressed. Went down with the Marlies. Didn't quite have the point production, but um, I've been tracking some Marlies games this season. And he was somebody that consistently stood out in terms of creating scoring chances, carrying the puck through the neutral zone. Sure enough, he gets a call up and he's been a lineup mainstay ever since. We've seen basically every other player that's come into the lineup uh, basically rotate, whether it's the likes of Nick Robertson or... Dryden Hunt or Dennis Mulgan or any of these guys that have been kind of on the fringes, they've all rotated. Pontus Holmberg, since he's been recalled a second time, hasn't come out of the lineup. Um, And we saw it today with Mitch Marder calling him a stud. uh, Sheldon Keefe early in his tenure saying that they try to find mistakes in his game and they don't find any. And and it's just he plays such a center's game where he's always in the right place, always supporting the play and in the right place at the right time. When we saw that with him. Getting reward with some PP two time and getting that uh, that goal on the second unit there.
1: Well, and Matthews even praising him between the first and yeah, second period exactly. too, right? Yeah. Like all all anybody says is good things about him. Also, quick shout out to our game over Vancouver friends that are in the chat. You shook the yeah, Vancouver you heard me. I said nice things and, about you, and, the, and they heard you, and they came they came running. So
0: yeah, I, I, I know. I will say, I I you know, Kyle Dubas is not a perfect general manager. I've been critical of him in the past, but the guy's got an eye for talent, especially in the on the fringes like lower rounds guys around the league like he knows things that most people don't as far as most of his colleagues don't like he has a way of evaluating which guys can actually contribute in the nhl i mean maybe not on the superstar <laughs> level but you know getting these fringes got getting these guys on the fringes that's he, he's done a really good job at that i can say that for sure
2: yeah and part of that is also building a, a scouting staff that you trust and everybody has the same mindset in terms of The characteristics that they're looking for to fill out the lineup and the Leafs have done a really good job on a roster where you need to find those kind of cheap guys that you can round out the bottom six and have filler options that can step in and the Leafs have a lot of kind of fourth line third pair defense options because of that ability to identify the certain type of players that they like that can kind of be a bit of plug and play.
1: Well, and there's proof of that in the contracts that players that have left have gotten, right? Like Ilya Mikheyev went off to Vancouver, got a little nice little raise. Leaf fans, you guys in the chat, know that Jack Campbell went to Edmonton. Zach Hyman went to Edmonton. They both went to make more money than they could have made on the Leafs. And like, good for them, but also like... Maybe we have sort of shortchanged the Leafs and how well they've taken some of these players and made them look because they've supported them in the right way, right? Like we know what Jack Campbell looks like this season. Mikaev has been good, but he hasn't been fantastic. and Hyman has been everything Hyman has ever been because of Hyman. But you know, like if even if we look at like Andreas Janson he's not doing he's not playing particularly well these days, right? And like there's and just wave twice. yeah exactly right and and but he was on the second line. And, yeah, that
0: guy fell off. Yeah, uh, I was like, I, I forgot he existed. I was like, because I remember when, when he was playing with us, I'm like, oh, this guy's going to be a really good player. Like, he's going to be a 60-point player. Yeah, he was yeah. a fun he's player. Yeah. Up there. Yeah, but, Kapanen, too, wow.
1: right? Same era, same time. Went off, made a whole bunch of money with Pittsburgh. Or Kapanen got traded, but then he signed a nice long contract. And again, how many times has he been healthy scratched? How many times has he been waived? And I think it's good that we didn't sign those guys to long-term contracts because they didn't work out as well as other teams thought that they were going to. So, I think that definitely Dubis isn't perfect, but he's definitely dodged more than one or two bullets at this point. And and it's it's been great. And uh oh, look, we have trolls in the chat. Nice to see you all.
0: <laughs> trade Riley, Trade Riley, Trade Riley, Trade uh, sorry. I'm just just making just making fun of one of the people in the chat. Tra- he just said Trade Riley like 10 times and I'm like, okay. The, uh, <laughs> let me call Kyle Dubas and, and tell him
2: are they talking about Riley Nash? Because they don't know how to spell Morgan Riley.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Oh, Absolutely.
2: Kyle Kushner with the watching burn. Watching the Spangler Cup, something like that.
1: A little, a little salty. I love it. So um, even though he wasn't one of the Leafs prospects, did you know anything about Dryden Hunt when the Leafs traded for him? Did you all of a sudden have turn around much. and go, who the fuck is this guy?
2: <laughs> like, I, I knew the name. Um, he, was a, he was a guy fight. a few years ago that was like a, a fairly notable WHL free agent just because he scored like 50-something goals. Um, Yeah, he scored 58 goals in 2016. He was signed as a CHL free agent, which we don't really see as often. We always hear about the NCAA free agents, but it's not as common. We see players signed to NHL uh, deals as kind of overage CHLers, but he had a really good season there uh, with Moose Jaw, signed an NHL deal with Florida and was just kind of a guy in the AHL where he had some decent offensive numbers. A Checker um, signed a deal with, with the Rangers, played a little bit for them, but um, he's a, he's a guy that is your typical fourth liner where he crashes, bangs, plays a fourth, uh, plays that physical style. You hope he can chip in a little bit of offense, but, um, in the Leafs kind of acquiring this guy, they were looking to add another kind of younger version of that Kyle, kind of Kyle Clifford type, Wayne Simmons type, where it's somebody that can crash and bang on a fourth line. We saw the, the physicality today where he hits somebody from behind and fights him about 10 seconds later. Um, fight. And yeah, and a so first
0: fight first game. He is everybody's uncle's favorite <laughs> yeah. player. right Oh, now. don't
2: worry. I, I saw Twitter. There where everybody's favorite, even though he's the worst course ah. on the team. But anyway, yeah, look at him.
0: He's
1: a um, face puncher. He drew a penalty Good. in the first, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. But uh but yeah, he, he it, it was the stylistic fit where it's a, a fourth line checker. Um, we'll see what he can do if he sticks on on the fourth line longer term, if they mix Joey Anderson back in. Um his handedness kind of works against him. He plays mainly the left wing. Zach Aston Reese obviously has that spot down lock, but there's nothing wrong with some competition there. He's a, he's a decent de- defensive player as well. So um we'll, we'll see if he ends up getting waived Once the Leafs get a little bit healthier, if he clears Um, could be just a little bit of depth, but really not
0: anybody that I imagine will play any playoff games or anything like that. That's so just, okay. uh, just to uh, just to call it out right now, I just want to say uh, everybody in the chat. Thanks for joining us. And uh being here on uh, As the Clock Strikes Midnight. on uh, Hey! Game. But um, thanks for being here, everybody. And I uh, just want to remind you to like, subscribe, <laughs> share it to all your friends. If you do share it, I will make you a plate of baklava. My mom's <laughs> baklava. No, I will not. It's very expensive and it takes a lot of time. But just know the thought was there. But do it now. Share it and like it and all the things. Oh, man. So, I think that game looks like that game was... I, I don't think it's I mean people are starting to say oh it might start a trend oh downtrend you know how Lee fans are it's like one bad thing goes wrong it's like you know the, the eyes start to ball like the pupils dilate and everyone gets a look little...
1: hey but hey you know start doing you know we'll,
0: uh, it could just might like, just be a, a lull I think it's one of those burn the tape you know make sure you you know you, you try again next time but uh, yeah let's uh, I want to talk to you a bit about uh, what you're doing with uh with the World Juniors and uh, how you're covering all the prospects that are, are going out, uh, whether draft-eligible prospects or ones that are already drafted and in the World Juniors. So, um, one thing I didn't know was that the there are no Leafs in the World... or no Leaf prospects in the World Juniors. Is that concerning at all to the Leafs organization?
2: No. Not 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 really, is what I'd say. Um, for starters, they have somebody that probably should be there in Ty Voigt. Uh, 2021 fifth-rounder where... Um, he leads the OHL in scoring, but pretty surprisingly wasn't even invited to Team USA's camp. Um, that's a team that could probably use a little bit more depth scoring uh in team USA and surprisingly left Tyvoy and Voigt's uh, line mate as well and Sasha Pastizov, who was actually uh, at the last world juniors for team USA as well. So um that's a player that probably should be there. They also have Nikita Gripyankin over in Russia who would be U twenty eligible. Obviously, Russia is banned from the tournament. He's somebody that would have been in that mix as well so there's a couple guys there but overall the world juniors isn't a the best way to kind of evaluate how strong a prospect pool is when you look at the leafs um especially when they're not drafting as high you're looking to find some value guys deeper in the draft um and if they had drafted somebody instead of matt nice in in 2021 that was a 2003 birthday instead of a late 2002 well then they'd have somebody there but i think a lot of people would probably prefer to have matt nice than somebody drafted a little bit later than him some stuff like that so um is it great obviously not there's only two teams that have it the Leafs are one Pittsburgh is the other one Um, but it's not something I'd be overly concerned about because there are a couple players that either should be there or would have been there if not for certain countries being uh, banned and things like that but um the Leafs also having a lack of draft picks over the last couple of years um is also a big factor as well
1: yeah, it seems like we don't have a lot of like super young rookies that are super high picks, like you said, right? And I think part of that is like there's a reason that we're watching Bedard, and he's probably going to go first overall, right? And so it there's obviously we all want to see what our rookies look like, what what our prospects look like, and what hopefully some of these players are going to be Leafs one day, right? You you were tweeting out about Noel Hoffemeyer earlier, and all kinds of our prospects who are doing different things in hockey instead of the World Juniors and. You know, this isn't the Olympics. It's the World Juniors, and they are very popular. But again, I think it—I think maybe in the long term we should be – I would be concerned if, if that was what I was focused on. But the fact of the matter is we do have rookies. They're just closer than than being eligible to go to the World Juniors at this point, right?
2: Yeah, there's there's a bunch of guys that are a, a lot closer to being that NHL-ready guys in that 21-22 age group that are too old to play at the World Juniors. Like Matt Nice is a great example of that. He's a November 2002 birthdate, so he was eligible to play in the summer. But because he's an 0-2, not an 0-3, he wasn't eligible to play again this year. If he was born a month and a half later, he would have been playing at this tournament and playing on the first line for Team USA. So those are the kind of the differences we're talking about. Also, the the Leafs this past draft, their first uh, pick in the draft, Frazier Minton in their second, uh, I believe second pick, yeah, in, in the third round, uh, Nick Moldenhauer, those are two guys that are... Depth candidates for Team Canada, they weren't invited, but guys who are probably going to play on Team Canada next year. Uh, guys who are 2004 birthdays. Fraser Minton's been lighting it up recently. He has back-to-back hat tricks in the WHL playing for Loops. He's a guy that probably plays on Team Canada next year. And Nick Moldenhauer's heading to the University of Michigan next summer, um, and he's probably somebody that, if he has a good start to his NCAA career, uh, could play his way onto Team Canada as well. And then we're going from talking about this year, where can't are the Leafs have no prospects whatsoever to all of a sudden having two guys on team Canada. So um, that's, that's kind of the differences we're talking about here. It's pretty um, marginal. So it can get pretty uh, uh, blown out of
0: proportion. See, Fr- Frazier Minton, uh, when I saw him play, so when they, when they had him play up uh, with the big boys um, yep. for the, uh, for the preseason, I, I had to look, cause I saw him playing. I'm like, Oh, I did the mental math and I'm like, Oh, so I looked it up and I said, and I looked up his birthday, on hockey DB. And it said, so I think it was July, 2004. Yep. Which means we are now in that threshold where these are fully grown adult hockey players who were not born when this team was last in the second round. Sorry to sorry to bring that up, everyone, but when I saw that birthday, it <sighs> was sobering, I was like, Oh it's a tough arms one.
1: Of the
0: angels. Yeah, it was it was rough. It, it hurt my it hurt me. I think it's like July, and I'm like, Oh, he didn't even he wasn't even alive. Or he was he wasn't even born. When Jeremy Roenick scored the goal to knock us out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's a the state of being
0: Leafs fan, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a that was a tough one. That was a really tough one. <laughs> it just took my heart and dagger straight through the the heart right there. So Connor Bedard crushing the World Juniors. Um, is this is he the best prospect? in your mind since the last Connor, Connor McDavid. I think it's
2: pretty undoubted that he is. When you, when you look at Matthews and the way that he was talked about um, it's kind of funny to look back where we usually see prospects are so overhyped and then they come into the league and kind of falter to, to me right now, right? Stuff like that. Part of that, it has to do with environment and, and that kind of thing. But When it came to Matthews, it kind of felt like because we had McDavid the year prior, because we had Eichel the year prior as well, and because Matthews wasn't playing in the NCAA, he decided to go over to Europe in a league where we don't usually see top prospects play in the Swiss League. Um, All those factors kind of came together to kind of underrate Matthews coming into his draft when the comparisons were like, yeah, he could be a really good defensive center, like an Anze Kopitar type and and that kind of stuff. which which is the the talk going into the draft. And um, because of that, the the hype wasn't at the same level for Matthews that it was for a Connor McDavid uh, or anybody uh, before that, if you want to go back another 10 years to look at Crosby or Ovechkin. So um, when you look at the numbers that he's putting up, when you look at just how dominant he is night in, night out, um, I think unquestionably Bedard is the the top prospect uh, to come through the draft since McDavid.
0: And it's crazy too because I've seen like, like a lot of talk. It's not just Connor Bedard too. It's like mm-hmm. you have uh, I think McDavid, Mitchkov. Um, if I butcher that name, I'm sorry. That yeah, was uh, actually pretty um, good. A- Adam Fantilli. Like like this is looking like like a like a draft that people are going to look back on. Like people are saying that this is like like I guess the 2003 draft was one of the or the 2005 draft, like one of those ones that were really Fruitful. had some generational Fruitful. talents. Fruitful draft. Yeah, 2015 is the draft that I keep going back
2: to. Um, not just because you had McDavid That's- at the top. Um, but the number Eichel. two didn't make David that year was Eichel, who was playing in the NCAA, putting up historic freshman production. And that's exactly what Adam Fantilli is doing right now at Michigan. Beyond that, you have guys like Leo Carlson right now, who's putting up great numbers in the in the Swedish league. You have Vay Mijkov, who has been the number two the entire time, but some weird Russia stuff with his contract situation not playing in the KHL. A that's bunch a concern, of different factors with minutes. him um, has, has kind of slid him down the board a little bit. But you've got guys all throughout the top 10 who look like legit high end potential first line players. Like Andrew crystal is in, in the WHL is putting up historic, uh, draft year production Fantastic behind, name behind Bedard, Great name. Yeah. Uh, you've got, you've got so many high end pieces there, um, that make this draft so enticing for not just the first overall pick, not just the second overall pick, but basically all the way throughout the, the first 10, 15 prospects. There's a lot to be excited about in this draft. And, uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun going up and into the draft and see how the lottery plays out and all that kind of stuff. But at the World Juniors right now, you've got a handful of, of draft eligible players, not just at the top, but you've got guys for Slovakia playing a big role. You've got um even Austria has a has a pretty notable draft eligible, and David Reinbacher, who's been playing a lot on defense there, who could be a first-round pick. Axel Sandin Pelika, not to be uh, confused with Rasmus Sandy, of course. Uh, no relation. I'm sure that'll get confusing once uh, Axis and Pelican makes the NHL. But um, he's a guy who's playing top four minutes on Sweden who's a draft eligible. You, Edward Shawla Perceki is playing on their top line. He's a draft eligible. It's rare to see this many draft eligible players playing such major roles at the World Juniors, but that's just how talented this crop of players is.
1: And on so many teams. It's not just limited yeah. to the can to Canada, United States and maybe Sweden or maybe basically
2: every team at the World Juniors has at least one notable uh twenty twenty-three eligible prospect, except for basically Switzerland and Germany. Basically everybody else has at least one like potential first rounder.
1: Which is a great thing to see. We love growing the game. We love yeah. growing the game overseas. We love growing the game in our own communities. And we Yeah, Switzerland
2: with a big win this week, Slovakia with a big win this week, Czechia obviously with the opening win against Canada has been a really fun road juniors for those upsets so far. So uh,
0: as far as prospects, and obviously you're very into prospects who are I'm some nerd. Least... You can just say that. It's hey, a... no, I mean, it's great because this is, it's very valuable information. Um, who do you see as maybe some, like, I, I know people like to talk about like Matthew Nyes. Obviously he's been really hyped up and as kind of a savior, but um, who do you see, you know, along with him, as being the next, like, uh, least prospect that could possibly pop, in the your The next opinion.
1: one to be the next Riley. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, so, Matt Nice is obviously the the top guy, where he's going to play NHL games at the end of the season when he signs uh, after a season with Minnesota. We'll see how far they go in the NCAA tournament. It might make it a bit awkward for him to make his NHL debut, um, just because Minnesota's a top two, top one team in the NCAA. They've got ambitions to go all the way. And if they do go all the way, that's putting him with like a week or two left in the NHL season to sign and make his debut and get in the lineup and see if he can make an impact in the playoffs. I think it's a little unlikely he makes the playoff lineup, but we'll see what he can do um, yeah. in a very small sample at the end of the year. But he's more likely somebody to battle for a roster spot uh, go, going into next season, maybe playing a bit with the Marlies off the top and then transition him after that. Um, but the the guy that um, I, I think a lot of people have, maybe uh, forgotten about a little bit is Topi Niemela in in Finland, just because he hasn't put up the same gaudy uh, offensive totals that he did last year. He hasn't played as much on the, on the power play. Um, If if you remember who this is, David Runblatt actually joined his team. uh, A first round pick way back in the day was actually traded for the pick that um, St. Louis used to draft Vladimir Tarasenko. Um, But he, he, he's a, he's been a journeyman, uh, top European defenseman. He, he joined that team, so he's taken the, the Power Play 1 reps. Uh, Niemela recently back on Power Play 1 and actually got an assist the other day. Um, but he's somebody that I think it has a lot of those tools that the Leafs really like in, in terms of their defenseman, where somebody who can move the puck really well, can skate with the puck, makes a lot of uh, offensive zone reads in terms of activating stuff like that, where he'll come over to the Marlies at the end of the season, and he's kind of clearly the Leafs' top defensive prospect, where there's a, there's a pretty big gap between Niemel kind of the rest of the guys where you're looking at like your Philip Krause, William Villeneuve. Um, the Leafs have a lot of intriguing forward prospects, but on the defensive side, it's Niemel and, and a bit of a gap. So if you're looking at, at the top two guys that could make legit top six, top four impacts um, in like a two to three year span, nice Niemel are the two guys you're looking at. And then past that is kind of a secondary group where it's guys who are going to take a little bit longer. Your Frazier, Minton's, Nick Moldenhauer's, Rony Hervin, and we'll make his North American debut at the end of the season. So at least have a lot of fun guys to keep an eye on type. Boyd is obviously leading the OHL in scoring. He's a small guy. So it's going to be a transition period for him as, as he makes his oh, another debut. small Dubas. I know. Right. Are Can you, you believe me? that after their first two picks, the last two years have been six foot two and six foot three. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, ah, no, th- there's a, there's a lot of fun guys in the system to watch, but nice and the are those two guys that look like they're going to be top six or top four
0: players. Um, sooner rather than later yeah so before we go I have to I have to bring up the story because I, we I didn't get to it um what do you th- I how do you do you think the Leafs will financially recover from their hundred thousand dollar fine levied <laughs> on them by the NHL for leaving for the plane leaving early on uh I, I couldn't believe this story like to me like I, I didn't even want to look at the debate around it <laughs> because for one thing if all the play it made the players lives easier Okay, they're like, okay, we're on we're on the freaking tarmac already. Let's just get the freaking St. Louis. But then then like they, they find them with a hundred thousand dollars. So they find them like the equivalent of like one beer tent on the upper bowl. Like no food, nothing, just beer. That was a hundred thousand dollars. So it's like if you're gonna enforce these rules, I enforce the rules. Otherwise, just like don't like just don't waste your time, right? <laughs> it's
2: like I get it. It's the rule. It's for players' rights, all this kind of stuff. Like, I get they have to enforce it. It's also a little bit silly when it apparently seems like it was the player's ID and the players wanted to do it so that they can have a regular game day where they don't have to fly in the day of all that weird stuff. But it's MLSy. This is nothing for them. This is... Yeah. Uh, it's a... <laughs> yeah, it, it, oh, just it's, what a silly story. And then Keith just, getting fined, like, three oh, minutes geez. afterwards, and it's just all like... What I doing? bet
1: Kyle texted... Texted Sheldon being like, "Just fucking do it, bro. <laughs> like, it's... just do it. Just let it rip."
0: I just—I found. You
1: should make I a found...
2: streak
0: out of it. Complain again today.
1: Oh my I found god! Five,
0: I found five thousand dollars within my couch cushions over here. Um, I'll give it to you. No, I mean, okay, but Keith, Keith, or at least he earned that fine because he was. Man, if they lost that game last game, I was literally like, "This, we have to check on his health because all of his blood vessels and were like straining to not explode when he was he." He was a cartoon character like I th- he looked like Ren and Stimpy cartoons like <laughs> yeah. Well the funny
2: thing is that Keith was like known for being a hothead with his Marley's days and he toned it down like early in his love NHL it. uh tenure but like it, it's slowly been it's like out. creeping back in and
0: I love an angry coach I
2: don't know if this is his first fine or if he's been fined in the past or whatever it is I think he's been fined before um I don't even know where I could look that up think. but um, I have a soft spot for, for, for hothead coaches. Like I wouldn't maybe, be surprised if he gets another 25 K sometime later this year or something like that. Let's I put mean, it that
1: way. Let's get a hat trick. of them. <laughs> let's get a yeah, like, when, no,
0: like the best part of a baseball game is when the manager walks to the mound oh. and starts kicking dirt or like, I don't know if you remember, I made this example before, but do you remember Um, uh, like the Raptors coach, Jay Triano? He was known oh, yeah, for yeah, yeah. breaking the clipboard over his knee. I'm like, I don't know. I just, I find it funny. I'm, I'm a you can't child. You do that with the iPad. It's too expensive.
1: They can afford hey, that too. I mean, weird. yeah. Maybe MLS they can get can, the refs yeah. some big ones if they do that.
0: <laughs> sure, that would go over well.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, People
0: in the chat are not happy about Morgan Riley. Yeah, I, I yeah. think they might have to trade him.
1: I think maybe it's time for them to go to bed. Maybe you're all tired. Maybe that's what I <laughs> I think I'm everyone
0: about. forgot how it is to watch Morgan Riley play hockey. <laughs> get a second. We, we We really need a seventh round pick just for Morgan Riley, seventh round pick, then you can analyze the seventh round pick.
1: And worry about the contract. I,
0: I unironically love seventh round picks way too much. <laughs> Ryan Forberg is my
2: dude.
1: I love it. I love it. Well, we're going to wrap up for the night. Kyle, thank you for coming on. It's been wonderful to have you here and have all of your wonderful insight into the Leafs, Rookies, in the World Juniors Absolutely. And, and the game itself and just your wonderful personality. So thank you for coming on Oh,
2: thank on you. Yeah, no, it was a fun time. We'll, uh, we'll have to do it again sometime when the Leafs don't lose to
1: Arizona. That would so. be great. Maybe you can arrange that because <laughs> I don't know anybody. <laughs> I'll try to look forward into the future. Just, yeah. send, just send Shani a text and see what happens. I mean, what's the worst <laughs> yeah. that could happen, right? Yeah. So uh. Uh, signing off for the night, my name is Lauren. Once again, please make sure you hit like and subscribe if you like this channel. Leave any comments in the comment boxes down below. Please share it with your friends. We are going to be back. I will be back New Year's Eve two days from now for the stream. Same. Fuad and I are going to be there. Thank you. Yeah.
0: To- Who parties on New Year's Eve? Get, get This is the real party. You say- I worked that night street. too. We're all We're all set.
1: So classy. <laughs> okay, guys.
0: Come over Thank here. This is over... the party right here.
1: Exactly. That's it. You know, you know who's not going to disappoint you? We aren't. We aren't. We're going to be here at least fans. Thank you for coming tonight Never. once again. Uh, my name is Dennis Morgan Hattrick oh. coming
2: up New Year's
0: Eve just a reminder.
1: A Little oh. bit. A Little bit.
0: Why? It oh, that's going to happen. That's I forgot he plays for them. Place your bets. Anyway, <laughs> <stuff>. Let's, <laughs> place your bets Let's go stuff. to bed.
1: <laughs> okay, guys. I'm you can find me on Twitter. My name is Lauren in the 6.
0: I'm um, Fuad. You can find me at Fuad underscore sports on all the socials.
1: Kyle, this is where you're going to pump yourself up. Pump all your. All
2: right, yeah. You can you can find me on Twitter at Kyle underscore cush, C-U-S-H. If you spell it differently, you'll find a very different person. <laughs> um, and, and you can basically find all my stuff there. Um, I write for the Score. Um, been doing a little bit of Word Junior stuff there. Uh, do a little bit of Substack stuff as well for some Marley's content. Uh, I'll give a little sneak a little peek, hopefully doing my midseason prospect rankings coming up for Woo! January 1st. We'll, uh, we'll see if that gets pushed a little bit later. It usually ends up getting pushed later, but uh, that's the plan, at least right now. And uh, yeah, doing some more Marley stuff into the new year. And if you're into motorsports as well, I do a little bit of stuff on YouTube over on the
1: green flag. You can check that out. That's great. I will definitely be
0: renaissance checking. man.
1: Absolutely. A little bit of everything. Man and many talents. Well, thank you again for coming on, Kyle. Everybody, have a good night. Please get home safe if you are out. And see you soon. See you Saturday. Have a good night, everybody.
0: Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction. Canada's sports Sportsbook.